because we can't walk, but I thank you, Lord, how you've kept us. Our children have had fevers, colds, viruses, but thank you, Lord, that they didn't die. Thank you, Lord. I look at the marriages of the ministry. There's been no divorces. You've chosen to stay together. A simple thank you, Lord. A thank you, Lord, how you've kept us. You've kept this ministry, Lord God. I look at my brother Greg. I look at my sister Fee, Lord God. And I say thank you, Lord. I look at Janae and the warfare that's been over her life. I say thank you, Lord. I say thank you, God. I see Billy and the torment and all the things that the enemy has done to try to take her out. The depression, the irritability, the different moods. But I say thank you, Lord. I say thank you, Lord. I look at my sister Dina, Lord God. I look at all that she's been through, Lord God. The death of her mother. Dealing with the enemy, Lord God. Tormenting thoughts, Lord God. But I say thank you, Lord God. The family of God. Celeste is a thank you, God. He's brought you out, Celeste. He's brought you the man of God for your children. Think about where he's brought you from, Celeste. All the things you've told us behind closed doors, Celeste. I thank you, Lord, the man of God. Truly, God is worthy to be praised. Think about it, Dina. How many times you wanted to die, but in this moment, in this time, you're here. I thank you, Lord. You did kill yourself. Thank you, Lord. When you wanted to give up, you're here. Thank you, Lord. Think about those times. Think about those dark moments. Times I wanted to kill myself because I thought I'd never be loved, but I found God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's a simple thank you, Lord. Miss Didi, out of poverty. Thank you, Lord. He's brought you a grandson. Thank you, Lord. My relationships, I thank you, Lord. I could be on the side of the road. Dad, we could have been raped. We could have been murdered. Places we've been that we shouldn't have been. But it's a simple thank you, Lord. Ow! Delivered out of homosexuality. Thank you, Lord. You restored their marriage. Oh, thank you, Lord. It's a thank you, Lord. Uncle David is here. It's a thank you, Lord. It's a thank you, Lord. Oh, it's a thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. It's a thank you, Lord. It's a thank you, Lord. My sister Keisha, my brother Ryan are walking through the door. It's a thank you, Lord. It's a thank you, Lord, you kept us. Oh, how mindful of us are you, oh God. You keep us day in and day out. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Oh, can we say thank you, Lord? In everything, we give thanks. Oh, when things don't feel right, I say, thank you, Lord. It doesn't matter what you see. Send up a thank you, Lord, and send up a praise. Oh, hallelujah, can we get on a one accord and give our God praise. He is worthy. He is holy. He is righteous. He is mighty. He is the deliverer. 
vulnerable. No man, no person, no thing can save a man's soul. The name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus has protected us all. The Holy Spirit has convicted us all to bring us to this point. The plan of God for our lives is a thank you, Lord. It's a thank you, Lord. Oh, we have to praise. We have to send up a thank you. Where would our lives be without our Lord and Savior? Where would our lives be without deliverance? Where would our lives be without the gift of salvation? It's a simple thank you, Lord. I see my sister Berta in the back. My brother Dustin standing beside her. You've answered her prayers. It's a thank you, Lord. He is worthy to be praised. Oh, it's a thank you, Lord. I see my brothers and my sisters whole in their thinking. It's a thank you, Lord. That they're choosing to stick and stay and not run. It's a thank you, Lord. Free from condemnation. Free from offense. Free from demonic oppression. It's a thank you, Lord. To see each other the way that God sees us. It's a thank you, Lord. And I thank you, Lord. Truly, there is nobody like you, Lord God. We bless you, Father. We exalt you, Lord God. We lift you up, Lord God. We dare not, Father, ever find us in a day or moment without giving you, Lord God, adequate praise. It's our position, Lord God. It's our right. It's our duty. It's our due diligence, Lord God, to praise you. I don't know what my life would be without you, Lord. Miss Brandy, where would your life be without the living true king? Dina, where would you be without our Lord and Savior? Where would we be? Think about that. Where would we be without Jesus? Where would we be if we hadn't met that person that introduced us to truth? Where would we be if we've never found Walker Ministries? Do we cover our leaders? Do we cover one another? Is life or death? Where would we be without each other? Dustin, I don't know where I'd be without you. That's real talk. It's a thank you, Lord, for your life. I don't know where I would be without either one of y'all. None of y'all. My life is so dependent upon y'all. We need each other. Where would we be without love? Where would we be without love? If it had not taken a vote, if I had chosen to stay in sin, if I had turned my back, if I had stayed idle, where would I be? Where would I be? Where would you be? Where would your life be? What choices would you be making? What 
jeopardy would you be placing yourself and your kids in if love had not met you? Let love arise in the hearts of the people, Lord God. Not just for one another, but most importantly for you, God. We can't do a thing without love. We can't pray without love. We can't even think without love. Because God is love, and without him, we all be dead. Think about where you would be. And now that you have the truth, where are we going? And let's bond together in love so we can move forward and go higher. So I thank you, Lord God, for each and every one of my brothers and sisters that have chosen, made a good choice to gather here tonight. To intercede, Lord God, so we lift up a worthy praise because you, Father, are so gracious. You are so good that you will bless us with a wonderful family that cares, wonderful leaders that are so mindful, that takes the time to pray, that takes the time to talk to us when we're in need. We thank you, God. Oh, there's nobody like you. We give you glory, Father. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, Father. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's engage the spirit. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's engage the spirit. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In your pain, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In heartache, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. When you don't know what to say, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. When you can't see your way clear, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. No matter what comes against us, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It is the perfect prayer. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, we bless the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah, glory to God. Let's engage the spirit. Let's engage the spirit. Let's engage the Holy Ghost. If you know your heavenly language, go ahead and pray. Let's engage the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Pray for the person next to you. Pray for those that are that can't get here, that can't get to the house of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to name. Glory to the name of Jesus. Let's engage the spirit. Stir up the spirit in the house of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, come and visit us. Come and tabernacle.
tabernacle with us. Hallelujah. Let it not be another service as usual. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah. We lift the name of the Most High. Father, we rest in you. Father, we live in you. Father, we breathe in you. Let's not have another service. Let's not have another service as usual. I need God to do things. We need God to move in our lives. Hallelujah. 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 I'm in pain right now, but I say hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I'm drowsy from medication, but I say hallelujah. 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 No matter what comes, no matter what comes, no matter which way we go, no matter how deep we fall, or no matter what mountaintop we ascend to, the same hallelujah shall proceed from the lips of your people. Hallelujah. 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 We bless the name of the Lord. If you know how to lift your hands, lift your hands to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. If you know how to lift your hands, lift your hands to Jesus. Let's engage the spirit tonight. There are people dying tonight. There are people that need to be saved tonight. There are lives that need to be cleaned up tonight. So we say, yes, so we say hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's engage the spirit. There's too much sickness in the house of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let there be a purging Father, another refreshing Father, a fresh anointing Father. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, we bless the name of Jesus. Ah, hallelujah. I will be found in my praise. Hallelujah. I will be found on post. Hallelujah. Yeah, the enemy shall no longer cause us to leave our post. Hallelujah. Oh, we bless God. Come on, lift your hands. Engage the spirit. What do you need God to do? And is your praise, is your praise conducive to the move of God? What do you need God to do? Come on, lift your hands. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to Jesus. Oh, we bless the Lord. Oh, we bless the Lord. I'm not trying to pump you or prime you, but we need to engage the spirit. We need to move past our flesh. We need to move past the flesh. We need to move past the flesh. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I asked God while my sister was praying, I said, Lord, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to do when I get here? And he said, hallelujah, hallelujah. He said, it's the eternal praise. It's the highest thing you can say to me. It's the most exalted thing you can say to me. So I say hallelujah. Even as my stomach hurts, I say hallelujah. Even as I'm drowsy, I say hallelujah. Because you are a healer. Because you are a provider. Because you saved my marriage. Because you saved this house. You saved Eric and Tiffany's marriage. Hallelujah. You brought Brandy into the house of God. And you're saving a son. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You keep watch over us, Father. So I say hallelujah. Yeah, hallelujah. When I don't have anything else to say, I can say hallelujah. Ah, glory to Jesus. We bless the name of the Lord. Strengthen us, Father. Kick, keep, pick us back up, Lord God. Pick us back up, Lord God. Rekindle the fire, Lord God. We can say hallelujah. Ah, we can't stop praying. We can't 
stop praying just because you're going through something. You can't stop praying. You can't stop praying. At my lowest moment, I would set my feet on the floor when I woke up in the morning, and I would say, thank you, Jesus, ah, because you gave me breath, because you continue to give me life. So I say thank you. I say thank you, Lord. You're keeping the people of this ministry. You're keeping the people of Walker Ministries. Consider your life. Consider where your children could be. Consider where your husband or your wife could be. Consider consider the enemy's plans against their life. And God keeps making a way from them. He keeps on making the way clear. He keeps on moving things out of the way and putting things in the way. Glory to God. When they're trying to get off track. So we say hallelujah. So we say hallelujah. So we say thank you Jesus. We say thank you Jesus. I will exhaust myself in praise. I will exhaust myself in worship because you are do it Father. Because you are do it Lord God. So we lift our hands and we will continue to lift our hands. No matter what, no matter what, we will continue to lift our hands. We will continue to give you praise. We will continue to give you what you do. Oh Father we thank you. Oh, Father, we thank you. Oh, God, we thank you. Yay, hallelujah. Yeah, in the face of everything. Hallelujah. Yay, hallelujah. In the face of everything. Hey, hallelujah. I watched my teacher. I watched my teacher go through this thing with her family. And I watched that her countenance didn't slip. Her countenance didn't slip. Even when I thought it would take her out. And I felt her pain and her suffering. I never saw her countenance slip because she knows her God. And we know our God. And so we will say hallelujah. Her countenance never fell. Her countenance never fell. No matter what she faced. Ah, because she is a worshiper. Hey, she is a worshiper. Ah, she is a worshiper. Ah, hey, she is a worshiper. Hey, she is a worshiper. And no matter what. Even when she doubted herself. Oh my God. Even when she doubted herself. But her countenance never slipped. So I will always say hallelujah. Because we have leaders. We have leaders that have shown us the way, my God. Ah, God, I thank you. We have people that have shown us the way clear. That have shown us how we should live. How we should act when we encounter diverse temptations. When we encounter things that we don't think we can handle. We say hallelujah. We lift up the name of Jesus as a standard against anything the enemy would bring because the name hallelujah the name of Jesus is bigger than any stomach cramp the name of Jesus hallelujah is bigger than when my voice tries to go out the name of Jesus is bigger than any sin that even I committed hallelujah hallelujah the name of Jesus oh and I will give you glory I will bless the name Put your mind on him. Put your mind on the things that he saved you from. Put your mind on the thing that he brought you out of. There are people here that have been delivered from crack cocaine. 
There are people here that should be riddled with bullet wounds right now. There are people here that have terminal illnesses. But God keeps keeping us. He keeps on keeping us. He keeps on keeping us. Even when we try to take ourselves off the path, God keeps on keeping us because he's good. Because he's good. And I will forever... I will forever, I don't care how low it gets or how high it gets, I will forever say hallelujah. I will forever give him praise. I will forever give him glory. My God, because even when I doubted myself, I know for a fact that my Redeemer lives and he brought me up out of a pit. There are so many places, so many things that I could be doing, so many places where I could have lost my life, but God saw fit to preserve me. He saved me. He saved me. He saved me. He saved my marriage. He saved me. He saved me. He saved me. And he saved my wife. He saved this covenant. He saved it. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if I can't give him nothing else, I will always give him a hallelujah. I will always give him some lifted hands. I will always give him my voice. I will give him everything that I can because he's good. Hallelujah. We keep looking at our circumstances. We keep looking at the things that we're going through. But I love what my sister said. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, anyhow. Thank you, anyhow. Because there's so much to be grateful for. There's so much to be grateful for. I haven't lost my job. I haven't lost my mind. I haven't lost my ability to breathe. There's so much to be grateful for. Hallelujah. My sister asked me to pray. The prophet has asked me to pray. And a part of me wanted to say, no, I hurt too bad. I can't do it tonight. I'm on medication. I wanted to say that so bad. But what came out of me, my God, what came out of me was, yes, ma'am, you got it. No problem. Because no matter what, he is always due what he is due. He is always worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. No matter what, no matter what, no matter what, no matter what, I wanted to tell her no. My flesh wanted to tell her no. Oh, but my spirit said, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah to Jesus. I'm going to always give it to him. 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 I'm always in my tears. I'm always giving to him, no matter what, in my tears. Oh, hallelujah. There were times where I didn't think that it could be done, and God did it anyway. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I will say hallelujah. I will say hallelujah. I will say unto the Lord, who is my rock and my salvation? In him do I place my trust. Hallelujah. 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 You are trustworthy. You are good. You are wonderful. You are lovely to look upon. You are beautiful. Hallelujah. You are steadfast. You are immovable. You are the author and finisher of my faith. Hallelujah. I glory to God. You are my discipliner and my comforter. Almighty. He's my discipliner and my comforter. All in the same God. All in the same God. I'm going to give him hallelujah. 
But Lord, whatever you ask of me, Father, whatever you ask of me, Father, whatever you ask of your house, whatever you ask of your body, Lord, help us to believe. I prayed that yesterday the word came up and my flesh wanted to reject it. My flesh wanted to say, no, that's not true. But I said, Lord, if it's your word, it has to be true. If it's your word, it has to be true. So help me believe. Help my unbelief. I had to pray it yesterday. I said, help my unbelief, Father, concerning my life, concerning my marriage, concerning everything that concerns the work of the kingdom. Help my unbelief. But where you will never find me is somewhere where I'm not giving God praise. You will never find me there because no matter what, he is deserving of a hallelujah. He is deserving of a hallelujah. If you can stand on your own two feet, he is deserving of a hallelujah. If you got breath in your lungs, he is deserving of a hallelujah. If you can lift your hands, if you can write somebody a letter, if you got all of your mental faculties, he is deserving. He's the Baha'i of a hallelujah because he's worthy. He is always worthy. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. His sacrifice is not worthy to be compared with our sufferings. The glory that shall be revealed in us. Oh, glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus, no matter what, 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 just lost your job. I remember I was riding in the car with my pastor, and I had, I had lost my job. I hadn't had work for two months. I hadn't had work for two months, my God, but I looked out the window. I looked out the window, and I said, no matter what, I said, God, you are worthy. You are worthy. I don't care if I got a dime in my pocket. He's still worthy. He's still worthy. No matter what. So, Father, tonight, help us to receive the word. Help us to receive the word. Help our unbelief, Father. Help us to receive the engrafted word of God so that our lives can be changed once and for all. Let it not be another service, Father. But let tonight change somebody's life. Father, this is my prayer for the house. I bless your name, Lord. I will always lift you. I will always lift you with all that I have in me until I can't sing no more on my deathbed. Oh, my God. The scripture said he will strengthen your tottering knees. He will strengthen you. My God. He will strengthen you. I will always give him the praise and the honor and the glory, the deference. I will give him the reverence. I will magnify him. I will grant him what he is due because he's God. For no other reason than that he's God. If he don't do another thing for me, I'm going to continue to say hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to the Lord. Glory to the Lord. Huh? Glory to the Lord. I remember when I doubted if I was saved, when I doubted if I was even in the kingdom. But I stood outside next to my car and I looked up. I looked up at all the stars. And I could tell that there was a light still inside of me. 
the light was always inside of me. That's where my hallelujah comes from. That's where it comes from. It don't make sense sometimes. That's where the hallelujah comes from. Bless the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We worship you. It's in your son Yeshua's name that we pray and that we prepare to receive the man of God for the word tonight. Amen, amen and amen. My God. Now that's a good soldier. My goodness. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Come on, let's get some. Let's sustain that praise just for a little longer. Come on, some of y'all need some breakthrough. It ain't no breakthrough yet, man. Oh, come on now. This is intercessory prayer. This ain't Sunday service. This ain't Friday night teaching. This is real warfare that you are up against. You better know the battle is on. something in the back back there. Somebody back there got it. Somebody back there is not afraid. Is that what freedom sounds like? See, when you know you're free, can't nobody sit you down or shut your mouth up when you know you are free. My goodness. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 That's right. Minister Shamir, pray for your husband back there. My goodness. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. My goodness. Well, I'm going to plow right on through. Some of y'all like y'all tired of fighting. Some of y'all tired of fighting. It's just your mind. The battlefield is in your mind. Which kingdom do y'all represent? Kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven. When you go around, you look at all the graveyards. And you go to all the hospitals. That and those are not the kingdom of God. A graveyard is not the kingdom of God. That's the kingdom of the enemy. Because when he created Adam, he was supposed to be, live forever. He was, he was supposed to live forever. A graveyard is nothing to be glorified. That's not God's kingdom. God's kingdom is light and life. A hospital is not God's kingdom. Because man was never supposed to have dis-ease. That is not of God. See, see, I'm trying to talk spirits, but if you want me to go carnal, I can't go there. See, these are the prayers that destroy the kingdom of darkness. You know what prayers those are? When you actually believe. Listen. 
in the supernatural. You can't pray carnally. That's not a prayer. Prayer is supernatural. Prayer is not of this world. Prayer is of the kingdom of God. Y'all may be seated. See how we got to get things right? How many of y'all be going to visit in the tombstone? I'm going to go see mama. Mama ain't there. I'm going to go see all the... I'm going to see the money I placed in that coffin because that's what's there. <laughs> Mama, daddy ain't there. <laughs> Prepare yourself when you come to intercessory prayer. Get everything out. If you're thirsty, bring some water. You got to go to the bathroom, go before just like him to move you when you need to hear something. I'm not going to see carnally. I'm going to see natural. I mean, I'm not going to need carnally. I'm going to see supernatural. Thanks for the prayer, minister. <laughs> I'm going to see supernatural. See, that's the prayer that Satan is afraid of. You can come to church and never encounter a demon. You could be on the worship team praising. You could be up here praying and never really encounter, encounter a demon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. But the minute you believe, the minute you actually step into the supernatural, that's where the demons are. They're not in the natural realm, they're in the supernatural. Your prayers have to go through the second heaven. That's his realm. To the third where God is. See, most of our, our prayers, see, they, they ain't left the building yet. Heart ain't right. Mind ain't right. But when you believe, truly believe, see, that prayer is the one that Satan does not like. That's the one that calls and summons the demons on the scene. That prayer when you believe. Why won't would he come? He's not going to come if you don't believe. You can get people unscathed, go to church. Say, nothing never happened to them. But you, soon as you believe, everything's taken away. I've worked, I was, I made good money. Had two houses. Everything, money in the bank, all that. Soon as I believed and came to the kingdom, I got a file bankruptcy. Look at this. Table filled with bills. Two, second, third mortgage. I was fine before I came. What you need? I spent a lot of money at the club. Anyway. 
That was where I tied and gave my liberal offering. <laughs> then you move up to VIP status. <laughs> they only know you. <laughs> I'm paying for his ABC license. I finance that. <laughs> I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. I was a regular. Mm, okay. When you come to the kingdom, I, I can't give two cents. See there? See? We step on this side. I come to the kingdom now. I'm counting. Wait a minute. See, I got to put here. And, and Why am I here? I guess I just need to stay here. It's about a heart thing. That's what it is. Well, my heart was for what I did. I, I fed my pleasure. I fed that thing. But then when I come to God, why? It, it, everything changed. I'm still talking about warfare. I'm still talking about how you think. I'm still talking about the prayers. That destroy the kingdom. See, until you actually believe, you, you, you're untouchable. Until you actually don't believe, he has no use to afflict you. But that's the whole point, is that you are deceived. I told you, the graveyard is not the kingdom of God. It doesn't give glory to him. The hospital neither, because he didn't design us to be sick or to die. So those ain't nothing I'm sitting there and be like, oh, just look at that. They got all the crosses lined up in the road. There won't supposed to be no wars. I heard you. It was a war in heaven. Yep, in heaven. Bible says, neither the angels, they don't marry in heaven. It's right. They don't marry in heaven. But here, read book of Jude. They'll tell you what they did. They left their previous estate. This is so much. I, can I just, I mean, what y'all want tonight? Carnality or supernatural? Good, because I ain't got no carnality for you. You chose wisely. You chose wisely. Last week, I know I wanted to get in, and I said there was, <laughs> I said last week, I said I wanted to get into the four types of personalities. Just, just briefly, all right? I'm going to make it quick for y'all tonight. How many of y'all been fasting today? All right, praise God. I won't look too far. <laughs> That's what we do on Tuesdays. Uh, pick one. Just decide to do it. Turn down a plate, consecrated life. Don't allow your flesh just to desire everything that it wants. Amen? Amen. And if it doesn't afflict you, it has to afflict you. If it don't afflict you, that's not a fast. Yeah, so, uh, so we covered a few things last week, and I want to tell y'all, 
we talked about, um, told you that Satan was the prince and the power of the air, of course, right? We know that. I told you everywhere you go, see, what should be happening here on earth is there should be a continuing, a continuous bombarding of heaven. So much so that there's a breach. These are angels. They are angels. They are messengers. They answer prayers. See, this is a spiritual realm. God said he created them. They are messengers. Amen? They have a job. Okay, let me see if I can get that before I make that comment. And I said that bombarded, I said that we should be bombarding heaven, right? Bombard means, listen, to attack a place or person continuously. With bombshells or other missiles. In our instance, our MO is our words. You know, like when you say something to somebody and it hurt them. <laughs> you can say something to somebody and it can destroy them. And if you say it long enough, it can kill them. Words. See how powerful your words are? Yeah. It's words. We watched the battle with Samson and David. Not Samson, David. Uh, Goliath and David. Before he swung that sword, the whole battle warfare that took place were their words. That was the true battle. You know, like husband and wife, y'all get in an argument. Your battle is what? Most of the time, it starts with words. Hopefully, it won't get to physical, but it'll be with words. Yeah? It's words. You know, they get, you get to have the home, you get to have the heavyweight champion of the fight in the world. They get to fight. First thing they do, what? They run their mouth. It's words. Before they got into the ring. You know the same thing. You know the same thing when you got in a fight. Cross the line. But it was words. You stepped on my foot. It's words. Now we're fighting. It's words. That's right. It's all words. So words are very powerful. Words are triggered. So in the spirit realm, you have to use your words. That's why prayer is important. And he's amen. I got an amen back there. Sounded cute, too. <laughs> we want to pray. We want to pray continuously. We want to bombard heaven with prayer. We want to saturate the atmosphere with prayer. Your home, your car, your place of employment should be saturated with the presence of prayer see this is spiritual see if you're not spiritual it's not going to mean anything to you I mean there was a reason that he told him when you go into the land don't do he said don't when you see them doing sorcery witchcraft he he didn't say it won't real he said don't do it He told Saul, any of them, don't, 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 don't speak to none of the what? 
witches. He didn't say they didn't exist. See, this is the problem with us. We don't believe in the supernatural. It's real. So my prayer is supernatural. It's real. So when I begin to pray to God, see, it's one thing to pray and you don't believe. But when you do believe, that's the prayer that he fears. Because now it has to go through my atmosphere in the second heaven. Now it has to go and I can't stop it. To the throne of God because you believe. But if you're not spiritual, this means nothing to you. You don't see the necessity or the importance of Dustin's prayer. So you won't link up with him in the spirit. I ain't got to call him. But because I know what was announced in here on Friday. See, y'all, you want to be spiritual about this thing? Yo, protect his mind, protect his body, protect his job, his finances, coming in and going out. Because now he's entered in, listen, he's trying to get into covenant now. And the enemy don't want him to be in covenant. So he's going to try to send everything he can and bombard you. Because we don't know how to look and discern each other. think he wants that to happen? Do you think he won't this union ever come to pass? See, what we doing? You ain't got time to play. You ain't got time to be angry and mad and upset. You got to get to work. So many things I wanted to see about prayer and innocence. These are the prayers these are the prayers that he hates. He hates meetings like this. I'm praying to God. And my prayer is going to go right through the second heaven to the third and to the throne of God. I pray. Because I believe. See, but we, we take it, we take it, we take it, listen, we take it, we take it in a very, we take it, we don't take it seriously. We don't. We just come in. Oh, they praying. They, I can't wait till this is over with. We're back at it again. Now, let me ask you a question. Is that your voice or is that Satan's voice? Is that your thought or is that Satan's thought hiding in your thought? Because you know that it's time to pray. And anything that would block, hinder you from thinking other than that. So what do you do with it? Hmm? What do you do with it? Oh, do I come today? That was him right there. They won't miss me. I won't, I won't, I won't call nobody until I get to show up. 
Yeah, it does. But I guarantee you that'll never happen for me. I just not gonna show up. <laughs> We're past that today. See, we don't understand the importance of us coming together like for tonight. See, yo, okay, here we go. Um, all right. Prayer that destroys <laughs> Satan's kingdom. There are two things that the devil will try to do. One, he'll stop you from praying. <laughs> they want some deep revelation. Two, if you start, <laughs> if you <laughs> start to pray, he finds a way to spoil or hinder your prayers. I let you come in, but I keep your mind just preoccupied on something else like time. Mm, oh, oh, Jesus. You all should be hungry from fasting today. All right. All right. Hungry for the word. That, that's a natural part. Hungry for the word. Okay. All right. All right. How does Satan stop our prayer? Well, depending on my temperament. Ooh. How does Satan stop my prayer? Depending on my temperament. He attacks one of three parts of my personality. Let me know when it finds you. Somebody just shout. He attacks these three parts. Your heart. Your mind. And your will. He attacks one, two, or maybe all of them. Hmm. See, but if you don't believe he's real, see, what happens, I told you, most of our thinking is because this is the way we've been thinking all our life. We can't hear his voice. So we think that it's me and it's my behavior because he hides behind your voice. I don't want you to know I'm here because I want to stay here. If you know I'm here, you won't let me stay here. So I need to hide in your voice so you think it's you. You think it's your thoughts. See, but this is to the unregenerated mind, the spirit man. He, you got to be born again. You can't enter in nor see the kingdom lest a man is born again. Other than that, them your thoughts. He's not there. That's just been in your environment. That's just been in you've been conditioned or whatever happened to you. Those are not his thoughts because right now you don't know his thoughts that he has towards you. I have peace. I have peace in every area of my life. Shalom. The good parts and the bad parts. So if you don't have peace. Oh, step back. Then you are a prime 
candidate for demonic activity and oppression. Because God said, I leave you my peace, not the peace of this world, which is attached to things, people. I'm going to leave you my peace. So if you don't have his peace, you are a candidate for demonic oppression. I didn't say possession. I said oppression. I said heaviness. I got peace. How many of y'all got peace? Don't lie. You're sitting right here in church. Don't lie. I got peace in every, and I said, in every area. I got my leg. Is, I'm hurting right now. Every time I step, I feel pain. I go, I go to the doctor on Thursday, but that's all right. I still got peace. I still got peace. Along with what happened to me when I was a child. I still have peace. Ah, See, this is the type of person that the enemy does not want. See, that's the person he's afraid of. Because I know his name. I know the name that's above every name. I know the name that the Bible says that you tremble when I mention his name. I know that name. And he know that I know that name. See, that's the difference. I told you, you can come to church, but you don't have the revelation of his name. Ain't nothing happening to you. Everything just fine. What's wrong with you? You're not living right. Everything just hunky door in my life. You know, I get a little something. Bust that off. That's just because I'm hanging around y'all. But I'm talking about when you really believe. When you really believe in the supernatural, here come for what's in you. Some of y'all know what's in you. Oh, well, he will present it to you. He will present it to you. He's going to come at your heart, your mind, your will. So those four types of personalities, seguin, caloric, melancholic, and phlegmatic. Now, if you want to go, I don't have time to get into all those. If you want to get into, you need to see the two people that are very qualified in those areas here. Raise your hands. Where's, where's the Shanti? Oh, she in the back. All right. There's a phlegmatic. These are the four ter- type of personalities. Okay. So we can. I could elaborate, but I don't want to take all that uh, time up right now. They good though. I love them. So let's just break it down real simple. If he attacks your will, guess what he does? He makes you weak. Oh. <laughs> If he attacks, I said, your heart, your mind, and your will. If he attacks your will, he makes you weak. He'll send you something or somebody. 
or place you in a condition or situation where your will will be tested. All your confessions will be tested. I'm coming for your will. And I'm going to make it weak. I ain't going to mess, take it away. I'm going to make it weak. Because I'm going to use what's in you that's mine. And I have legal authority, legal right to make claim on it. Judge. I told you in the courtroom right now. Judge, this is my claim. That's me. That's mine. He said, I'm going to give. He told Jesus, I'm going to give you all the kingdoms of this world and its glory. They're mine to give to you. And he was absolutely right. Because of high treason, Adam gave over the lease to the earth, to the God of this world. So he legally had the right to offer him that. He didn't steal it. He got it through manipulation, but Adam willingly, willingly turned it over. Isn't that right? Hmm. How many times have you? Willingly gave over the lease of your temple. He came for your will. He said, that's what, that's what my attack is right now, in your will. He makes it weak. If he attacks your mind, y'all could clap on that, Miss. that was you. Mm-hmm. Y'all right. Don't be ashamed. <laughs> if he attacks your mind. He will make you confused. See, I'm just giving y'all key. I'm, I'm letting you know where he at. If you're confused about something, if you're confused in your spirit, he's attacking your mind. And if you hear the word constantly and you are still confused, guess what? He right there in your mind. going to be happy with this message because my prayers he said oh. see the prayers of the righteous it said it availeth much the bible says it's dynamic and it's working it and it said it yields tremendous dudamus power when i pray and believe the prayers of the righteous so his job to make sure that you ain't righteous and right standing with god so I'm going to affect one of your areas in your personality. Who is it? Who is the segment? Who is the clock? The melancholy? Who is the phlegmatic? Who is that? And I'm going to go in there now and, and I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to go to their wheel and I'm going to make it weak. And then I'm going to go to their mind and I'm going to have them stay in a state of confusion. Some of us just stay in a state of confusion. And if he attacks your heart, and if he attacks your heart, he will make you, watch this teacher, he'll make you hollow and empty. Listen, and harden against people and of God. Oh, he here. I'm letting you know how he come. 
it, and that's the one he really, oh, he want that one. He want that heart. And if he attacks your heart, he will make you hollow. Just a vessel. Emptiness. Void. He'll make you harden now against people. And if you're hardened against people, you're hardened against God. See, this is the thing. This is how he gets us so deceived in what we do. We actually take to God who I choose to love. Who I choose to forgive and how I do it. You are deceived. Whichever way he comes, he got you. He got you from stopping. He got you from not praying. See, I told you, it's, you can pray, but your heart wrong. That's not a prayer that's going to pierce through the second heaven. But when you pray, listen, in that vulnerability, that hurt, that repentant heart, that's the heart. That's the heart. That he feels. Because he knows God. Can y'all imagine the conversation that God must have had with him? I mean, these are conversations that are not written, are not recorded. But if we know our God, he's a loving God. And he always wants to talk to us. So much so I'll send a prophet. I'm just saying, can you imagine the conversations that they had? What was shared in their communication? Now, Satan is a very powerful, powerful being. Very powerful. Very powerful. He's so powerful. Man, wait a minute. See, this is the thing. You got to be careful. How close in the Bible doesn't describe anyone or anything else closer to him than Satan. When you find it, you let me know. You can't say Jesus because he is his word. That's God. But Satan was that close to him. First angel ever made. That close to him, TJ. So close that he reflected the glory of God. He was so close. did that happen? He gave him this thing that he gave all of us. Free will. 
gift. Free will. Now, don't you think that he knew when he created him? Don't you think he knew that this would happen? He's omnipotent. He's all-knowing, never learning. Yet he still made him. Oh, y'all not ready. I'll pick that up in a minute. I teach it to you. He knew, Cindy, he knew when I create him what he would do. Yet God still made him. I'll show you him later if I can get through this. Oh, man. Hmm. The most valuable prayer, Ephraim. The most valuable prayer that you could ever do. The most valuable prayer, Ryan, that you could ever pray is when you don't know. Woo! That is the most valuable prayer, that prayer right there. Because that prayer, see, that's a prayer that calls you. I don't want to pray. I don't. But see, you're not in tune with your spirit, man. So you think it's just you? No, it was that still voice. I don't want to pray. I'm done praying. But you feel you need to pray. See, that's relationship. You feel. valuable prayer is when you don't feel like it. And when you have to battle to do it. See, Ryan, it was good. But that thing was weak that day. It was a battle. It was a spiritual battle because you didn't believe. And you know where you came from. So Satan's job is always to dethrone you. Where to feel best thing you did was come up no matter what. And when you came up, you knew what was in you. That was warfare. But you've grown since then. You've heard different since then. You've heard the enemy, and you also heard God. It's like we're trying to tear the difference because he hides so much in our emotions and our feelings. And we're trying to breach that. We're trying to tear that away so you'll be able to discern who's speaking to you. That's not God. God is about life. He's about life, living. So you need to identify who's talking to you. Your emotions. And he knows that. 
suicide is up in America. Hold on, let me put it in this. The thought is what's rising. Because once you have the thought, you have an emotion attached to it. Then the emotion has a what? A corresponding action. That's what anything. That's what anything you do. A murderer, a serial killer. He's thought, he, he thinks it. But then this is what they tell you. He has no remorse, no feeling. Really does. But you got to. Because God made us like that. And the fall has enhanced that. Okay, that's what they tell you. And if you sit up here and believe them, oh, he has feelings. <laughs> I bet you, I bet you, you castrate him, he'll feel something. I bet you, he'll feel something. See? And but them, you know what? The serial killer, when they go to prison, they're the ideal. Why? Why? You got a whole lot of people here. You could just go rampant and go crazy, kill everybody. Why ain't doing it then? Why ain't he doing it then? It's people. Right? Why he not doing it then? Because that part of his will mm -hmm, is suppressed, that part of it. And guess what? He's doing it. As soon as you release him, he go right back to it. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Y'all better stop leaving all these books y'all here. And movies y'all see. When your mind is confused, like Job was. But you know what Job did? He decided to keep talking to God. That's all he did. You know, I lost my, I lost my cattle, I lost my family, my wife, and everything. What's going on? You just said in your word, I was a just man. That's what he said. But God, in his permissible will, allowed it to happen. Because it produced something that you could sit here and read the book of Job. And survive. It's, we don't, we don't, we don't, we're not. We're not ready. He kept talking to God. So when you study the temptation of the Lord, right, you will find how, uh -oh, how he met the devil whoop, in prayer. <laughs> Your warfare is met in prayer. 
most of us is not praying. You show up, but you're not praying. And a lot of things that are happening to you is not that it's warfare. It's the choices that you have made. But you are ascribing it as warfare. No, you're going to know warfare when it comes. A lot of times you just got a bad attitude. That's not warfare. That's your bad attitude. Just nasty, yep. And you think it's something that, no, that's a seed that you sow. Everything, every, you sow what you, you, what you sow, you reap. That's it. You sow, but when you pray and you believe, supernatural. Oh, he coming on the scene. Listen to this. Look at that yawning. No, I don't. <laughs> oh. Wake up old sleep. Y'all know there's a slumber spirit come too. Y'all know there's a, a slumber spirit come too. As soon as you get to church, you can't sleep. You're in somebody At soon as you get to church, ha- hallelujah. <laughs> don't. Ain't thought about something all day. As soon as you get here, you start thinking about everything. Did I leave the iron on? Is the door open? <laughs> Gotta feed the cat. Distraction. Okay, look at everybody. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Watch this. So Jesus met the devil in his prayer. You will see how Jesus stopped the enemy from robbing him from his destiny and purpose and will and the will of God from, listen, from his life. And he didn't, he did it only with words. All he kept telling them, it is written. It is written. It is written. How come y'all not doing that? I mean, we do. We got all the answers. It is written. Mm-mm-mm. I didn't see that he responded in his emotions. I didn't see when he was on the Mount Transfiguration, he didn't go back and say, hey, listen, Peter, remember what happened to me? Like we do? Oh, yeah, I, I, I hope Sunday has set some people free. Then I need to see about a thousand hits on that thing then. Y'all ain't that. That was your answer right there. Now you got to do the rest. Yeah. Okay. He gave it to me for y'all. And he's trying to rob y'all from your purpose. That's why a lot of us in church, we don't know our purpose. He tried to rob him for his purpose, for his life. And he combated it, everything with the word of God, not an attitude. When you know who you are, your confidence in the face of danger, your enemy, you'll be steadfast, sober-minded. Take your best shot. What you got? That's it? I'm going to stand on the word of God, and this is what he said. This is faith. He defeated Satan. Listen. teacher. He defeated Satan with his thoughts. That's how you win. It's with your thoughts. Like, fight the thoughts now that this don't make no sense. 
that you want to go home. You shouldn't have came. Fight them thoughts. That's how you know he's here. Fight the thought. I don't know what he's talking about. Fight that thought. Fight that thought. That ain't me. No, it, that should show you that is you if you had that thought. That's you. See, you can hear when you're up here. Hmm. Okay. Tell me I won't. Never mind. Y'all going y'all gonna, to hang on with y'all a lot. Mm -mm. I know I was in this. All right. See that? Yeah, she got some honest people. Amen. Mm. He defeated Satan with his thoughts. Listen. He defeated Satan with the thoughts that God had already told him. Because six weeks prior to that, he said, this is my son, who I'm well pleased in. That's the thoughts that he kept. He defeated him with that because he knew who he was. His father had established his sonship. You are my son, whom I'm well pleased in. Peter, who do they say that I am? Some say you're this, and some say you're that, and Elijah, some say you're this. No, who, who do you say that I am? You got to have a revelation of who he is, not what everybody else is saying. I went to church. They said Jesus is this. No, you need to know that he is. You have to have a revelation of who he is. You got to be saved first. You're not going to give you a revelation of him if you ain't saved. Oh. Because he had revelation of who God was. This is how he defeated the enemy. Because you have revelation of who Jesus, the word is. This is how you defeat the enemy. And you'll understand why it happened to me. Why I must suffer. The crown of life is being prepared for me. This is why I have in my income, my struggle. What Satan seeks to do is drive a wedge between you and your heavenly father. Mm -hmm. He wants to drive a wedge between you and your heavenly father, just like he tried with Jesus. So if the church really had teacher the revelation of Christ. And the power of his blood. That's one thing to talk about and sing about it. But to actually experience the power of his blood. I have experienced the power of his blood. Because I have a regenerated spirit. And my mind has been renewed. And the things that I used to do. I have now a conscience that is wrong. Power of his blood. I'm no longer a habitual sinner. I'm no longer a practitioner of my thoughts when it came to my sin. This is what he died for. I'm able to see him through his suffering because he can see me through mine. Hello. Look at somebody else tweet that. 
<laughs> Listen to this. Marvelous. And the power of his blood. And when you begin to pray to our father in heaven. If, we, if the church really had the revelation that we are praying to the Father. I know, I know, I, I, I get it, Pastor. Yeah, what is it? No, no, no. We're praying to the Father. And Satan knows this. That alone. If the church had the revelation of that, man, we could put Satan flat on his face because of the revelation of who the word is. He's on it. <laughs> he is the word of the almighty God. What happens to you when you hear the almighty God? What, what in your spirit? What, what happens to you? I'm, 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 see, it's like it's foreign to us, but it's a part of me that's a part of him. And when I say father, when Asher say father, you're going to feel something that you have never felt before. See, how, see our relationship with God. See, I, I got scriptures for you, too. See, if we had that, we would pray. We, we'd be praying unceasingly. I mean, this is what we'd be doing if we had that revelation that I'm praying to the Father and I'm his son. That is my son who I'm well pleased. I've established now. The relationship, no matter what, he ain't done anything yet. He ain't went to the cross in his flesh. See, he did that before the foundation, but in his flesh, he hadn't went yet. He was crucified before the foundation was laid. That's his spirit, but in his flesh, he hadn't went yet to Calvary. If we had the revelation of that. by now <laughs> but it got us distracted the enemy has us distracted coming to church and he has you still in your flesh and he has you still you know doubting he, he has you which is sin he has you still in unbelief he still have you traumatized of what happened to you this is why I can't treat nobody right because of what happened to me I just told you you're in a fallen world this is why sin, this is why things happen to people. This is why innocent people die. This is why children are aborted. We're in a fallen world. And people sin, just because I haven't sinned at that moment, their sin affects me. And my sin, guess what? Affects you. All right. It's true. We just live in our life. We just live in our life. It's, everything's good. Everything's cool. I need just a little Jesus. I need just a little God. Just a little bit. I don't need it all the time. I need just a little portion. 
and I'm going to be all right. You are deceived. He got you then. He got you. He got you. No fear. No fear of God. No fear. I can do and say and treat you and think anything I want. No fear of God. No fear. None. So if you have no fear, you ain't repenting. And you ain't turning away because you think you're right. Okay, hold on. All right, here we go. It's not about what God is not about what's right. It's what's best. It's what's best. Okay. All right, I'm going to have to jump. I'm going to have to jump. Y'all hear that? Did y'all hear that? Y'all hear that? I'll come back to that. I got next week too. I'll come back. Hold on. Let me get here. Uh, I'm going to jump, so I got to get this point in. I said, your enemy, he desires two things, too. There's some things. He, he desires a lot of things. But I'm just kind of categorizing some things, okay? He desires two things. To deceive people and to destroy them. This is the aim of every demon. Is to deceive you until your, listen, until your thinking is crooked. Remember, he said, I'll make the crooked thing straight. But his job is to make the straight thing crooked. He wants to deceive you until your thinking is crooked. Until you can't see straight. Until you can't hear correctly. So the truth has no entrance. Did you hear that, Tashana? That's his job. That's him and his army. This is what they do. They want to make sure that your thinking is crooked. You come to church and still think the way you want to think, but it doesn't line up to the word of God. That should be your benchmark. If I'm thinking other than what it says, then my thinking has to line up. That's the problem. We don't want to line it up. It take a little work to line it up. It takes a little vulnerability to line it up. It takes a little relinquishing of your will to line it up. But your whole purpose is to line it up. That should be your will. That should be where you want to go. The word of God, it is infallible. It is the truth. It is the absolute. Now, anything that I can come up with can't be. You sure can. So the truth has no entrance in you. His goal is to dilute and twist you so you can't, listen, so you can be destroyed. Listen, whether physically, whether physically, like I was telling you earlier, like with suicide, right? Throw you off the cliff. That's what he wanted Jesus to do. That's what he was trying to introduce to him, the spirit of suicide. Go ahead. Jump. See, that same spirit, it's the same thing with you. Many of you have experienced that. That's the same spirit. That was introduced to Christ. Amen. Surely, go ahead, jump. Your angels will come. They won't allow you to thrash your foot against the rock, but go ahead and jump. He was appealing to his flesh side, his humanity side. See that? Same spirit. Same spirit that voice that y'all been used to hearing, the suicide. That's the same spirit that he introduced to God. 
I'm just trying to tell you. He'll take you to any high place. He wants to destroy you mentally. That's a big one. He, he, destroys, he likes to destroy you mentally because he uses this thing called your past. That's what he likes. You like it too. I told you, you got to start making a memorial of what happened to you. Stop glorifying what happened to you. When you understand the kingdom and it was its purpose. How could me being stabbed prosper me? How could that establish, how could that any benefit anything? Except you sitting in it right now. Watch this teaching. Hey, Sean. Hey, Ephraim. Y'all are, you were in my suffering. You, you were in my forgiveness. Now, I just said them too, but I'm talking to all of y'all. You are in my purpose. Frida, you are in my purpose. You're linked to teaching. See, we don't, we don't understand. You, you're linked to teaching. You're linked to Sean. You, you're linked. In my suffering, the thing that could have killed me, my purpose was in there. The thing that looked like it wanted to destroy me. My purpose was in it. Some people just go right to sleep on this one. You're right, you, you're in my purpose and in your sleep. Some of you sleep with your eyes open. Now, who would have thought that? Because when I had the rage and I had the anger that I wanted to kill the man once I got him. God help me with that, Frida. Because, see, a lot of times we say, oh, it was so bad what happened to me. Yes, it was. But guess what? I was in the very act of sin myself. Now I get to see his mercy grace over me so now I can show the same thing to you see we always be I'm the victim yeah it was wrong but what I was doing was wrong which put me in the position to be almost killed but God in my purpose when he called me It's you too. Who's in your spirit, Sandy? And why has he fight you so hard? Your heart. Why? See, you've got to understand. Inside of that thing was my purpose. You 
it's like we all win. So you are holding back people that need you because of your attitude, because you don't know how to process what happened to you. Who is in your spirit, Sean? You have no idea. What purpose that God had for you, Ephraim, that you can't see right now? Because he didn't show it to me. On the journey is when you discover your purpose. In the presence of God is where you, dis you discover your purpose. I can sit down at the table with any leading architect, any nation. And I can sit and draw and design Everything, the city, everything, animated, everything. I didn't go to school for this. But the ability that he gave me is to see, is to create just like my father. Who are you? See, this is the thing we don't see. Who are you in the kingdom? I never saw me as a pastor. Didn't he know the word? I never saw me leading God's people. Never. He did not show me that. But my character and the things that I went through, I've had a part of everything that you've been through because you were designed, the pastor designed for the wilderness journey. You think you're the only one that's been abused? Huh? Do you? Y'all ain't ready. That's why you got to know who your pastor is. This is real. You think you're the only one been hurt? Abandoned? You think you're the only one that feels small in the crowd? You think you're the only one? You think you're the only one that feels insignificant? Used? Unused? Stepped over. Hopeless. And you are born again. That's the problem. You can't see nor enter in the kingdom unless you are born of the spirit. All those things mean nothing. It's a stepping stone now. He allowed it to happen because it was, listen, because he had you in mind. When those things were afflicted to me, he had you in mind. And he knew that I would serve him. See, this is the prayer that he never wanted to get through a person like that. He never want that type of person to believe. Now, you're going to pray to God, I know him, and I know you. Oh, Father, in the name of Jesus. And when I pray to my Father in heaven, like I, when I pray to my Father in heaven, I have a revelation of my relationship with him. And all that I was afflicted with, I understand my purpose. I understand the suffering. I understand all the loneliness. I understand it. Now I can help you. Yeah. Nevertheless, not my will, but his will. See, that's where we got to get to the point. 
and stop. <laughs> it's not my will. That's what he did. Now, through all of that, Cindy, I can still see him on Calvary. That blood dripping off of him for me. He'd been whipped and marred for me. He, listen, giving up the ghost <laughs> for me. He could see me and I could see him. That's why I serve him. That's why I'm relentless with what I do for him. Glory to God. Yeah, teacher, I'm, I'm just saying. This, oh, hold on. Lord. That's why I pray, Cindy. God, that's why I pray. I got a relationship. He forgive me. Just continue to really give God a hand clap of praise and adoration for the engrafted word of God that's able to save our souls. To save us from ourselves, from self-destruction. Less known than from the enemy. Self-destruction. We thank you, Lord God. We really do. I just want to uh, quickly just leave you with what I, I heard. I, I want to say to some, some or to all that church, the word church, and or church people have become to be a negative word. And so that has created a, a wall between you and your God. It's not a reality. It's just a ritual or religious thing that some of us are doing. And so it's preventing the intimacy with your creator. So when we talk about prayer, it, it doesn't hold the significance. It doesn't have the value that should be ascribed to it. Prayer. Um, to go this in and out of relationship with God and to sense the strong should be intense and fervent. Overwhelming emotions and feelings. This is where our emotions and our affections should be felt the most. But this is a place where it's not felt the most. Because it's, it's just church. It's just prayer. But until we come to the place of really recognizing first and foremost that you are created by something Someone who's greater than you. Something that's greater than all humanity. Something that you can't fully comprehend is your creator. That permits and allow you to have your being. Your family. Your job your career, every, anything that means anything to you, he is permitting and allowing. But you don't, we can't see. Until you can see, perceive with your soul, your emotions, your intellect, your will, until your soul 
can comprehend, take a grasp hold upon your creator, salvation would never have a value to it. And you, can, you will continue to live, speak of that you are a Christian, but you'll never be able to fulfill the relationship and live it out. So when Pastor was teaching, this is real quick. He said, Satan was so close to God. This is the word of God. Satan was so close to God that he reflected God's image. See, but what happens with us is that we hear the word of God, but we don't hear the word of God. And I was like, wow. That means that he was so close to God that you probably couldn't tell the difference between him and God. He reflect his image. You would have to be that close to a person to where I can't tell the difference between because you're saying the same thing. Your thoughts are the same. This is why a marriage. Because you reflect. See, there is an impression. That's why most in most marriage, you, you have one who is a strong believer and others not because not reflecting the image. You are deflecting. You're not allowing the impression of the image uh, of the person that you're in covenant with. Anyway, that that's the whole thing. And you said, fight Satan with the thoughts of God. Then you said, what God already said. You fight him with what God has already said. This is how you have already have won. Because what he has already said is finished. So my question to us, during pastor teaching, it seemed, it appeared to me, because you were recanting scriptures that was in response to his question. So you were saying what the word said, which sound like we have all the answers. My question is, being you have all the answers, why not apply them? You have all the answers. Why aren't you implementing them? So I asked the question, when you say what God said, what happens? So if you hear 
and you're not listening, that means you're not learning. So you have to ask questions while you're hearing. What happens when you say what God already said? First of all, it took me to the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So and God comes to give life and that much more abundantly, right? So when I say what God says, it prevents the enemy from destroying me. It prevents the enemy from, he come to kill. It prevents him for, from killing. Look, the promises that God has already given me. He come to the he come to steal, kill, and destroy what God has already said. We hear we hear that He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But what does that mean? He comes to kill and destroy the promises that God has already said. And he does that again with words. So why aren't we saying what God has already said? And still, instead we say and respond with our own reasoning. So, when you say what God has already said, it in turn calls the thoughts of the enemy voice just trying to ride upon your voice to dissipate. So those thoughts are then dissipate, they're destroyed. And now the mind of Christ is able to be heard and spoken and implemented. And then you're able to create a new reality, the truth. See, he keeps you in the lie with his thoughts and your past and your excuses so you don't have the real reality. <laughs> I'm going to get into all that. Let's get into all that. Leave you with these two questions. What prevents you from fully accepting God? Why are you doing everything half? What what? What for the life of me, could somebody please tell me is <laughs> preventing you from fully accepting God? He has fully accepted you. Has he not? Uh, I already gave you other questions. Why are you okay with having all the right answers but not implementing them? Just want to shed some light. You stay on your feet. Because you know what? We get caught up in the ooh and ah. Even so, some of us 
the presence of God upon us, but not in us. So we can't reflect his image. We can't say. The enemy does. He gets your will. He attacks that. You're too weak. You're too weak now to say. You, look, you're too weak to even say that God is God. You're you too weak. You're too weak to believe. So you default to your fallen nature. And say what you said. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the word of God. We thank you for the man of God. We thank you, Lord God, that your presence was truly and it is still in this place. We, we thank you there has been illumination to our inner man. And we're able to capture and take hold, Father, of your eternal word. Your eternal word that's able to, Father, change our soul. our way of thinking, our will, our reasoning. We just lift up, Father, everyone in this place tonight and those who desire to be at the gathering, that you would fill them, Father, with what has been taught here tonight, that it finds a place, a permanent place to germinate and grow. And it becomes a part of their innermost being. We thank you for revelation knowledge. We thank you for your love. We, we thank you for your grace and your mercy. But most of all, Father, we thank you for your word. Your word, Father, is truly our source of help, our source, Lord God, of eternal salvation. Your word, Father, is our, our sword, our battle, our our. our our way of being and existing and overtaking, over, being a conqueror and being an overcomer. We thank you, Lord God, that your word tonight will become, Father, reality in our life. Change our attitude towards you. Change our attitude, our belief towards you, God. Attitude simply means Belief, a way of thinking. Change our way of thinking towards you, Father. Teach us how to love you and man. We glorify you tonight. We praise you, Father. Holy Spirit, be with us as we leave this place. We, we ask that you, Father, just do miracles in each and every one of our lives, Father. Touch our minds and our, our mortal body, Father. Strengthen us in all ways, Lord God. Favor upon the people of God. We give you glory, Father. We give you praise. It's in Jesus' name that we say amen. So be it. Maranatha.